Yo, 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 yo. Episode number 21, the Coffee Joffrey podcast. I have a repeat guest on, the first repeat guest, and it's Georgie. She did episode number 11 with me. If you listen to that one, you'll remember her. That was all about emotional eating and how to crush your cravings. So we were on a similar sort of topic today because that was actually the most listened podcast that I've done so far. Maybe because of Georgie, maybe because of the topic. We don't know. Um, but I'm sure Georgie will tell you it was because of her. Anyway, I got her back on. We were talking about crash diets and, you know, the longer term effects of, you know, going on these crash diets and, and trying to get really quick results, you know, going on these 20 day or 10 day detoxes or whatever it is. And we just kind of get into a little bit more depth of how they might be actually doing more harm than good. So if you've ever done one of them and you're still in the same position or you're just in a position where you're, you're actually just feeling a bit stuck at the moment and there's a lot of things out there you're just not sure what to do. Before you buy into the next, you know, quick fix or fad, fad diet, have a listen to this and maybe, just maybe, it will stop you um, wasting your money. And also, hopefully, it will help you to crush that vicious cycle of, you know, going on a diet, then overeating and then repeating the cycle. So, without further ado, episode number 21. Here we go. Georgie, welcome back. Thanks. You are the first repeat guest. Nice. I think you knew you would be, right? Yeah, I thought as much. You were confident when your uh, last episode came (laughs) out. The high ratings. Well, the reason you are a repeat guest is because the topic is perfectly suited for you today, and it's around crash dieting. And also, you were the most played on our last one. So, I think the listeners bought into the, I think it's episode number 11, if you want to go back and check it out, but emotional eating and um getting to the bottom of cravings which yep. seems to be very popular mm-hmm. and obviously you're the uh, kind of the queen of emotional eating i am indeed yeah i like i said before i secretly use this as my own therapy um so it works out quite well it's cheaper <laughs> for you is it Joff? it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well, let's get started then so crash dieting one of the things i really wanted to home in on especially as we're kind of approaching summer i guess we are at summer now um but if people are looking around and going, oh, I still need a little bit, need to lose a little bit more weight before I go on holiday, and they want to make these really quick and drastic changes, crash diets are what people would go to first, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, do you want to just um, kind of go over what we would mean when we say crash dieting, and maybe even give us some examples? I suppose it would be any plan or um, something that people follow that cuts out either food groups, well, pretty much food groups or specifically drops calories, a significant amount of calories. It could be anything from juice detoxing to, um, I don't know, the other day I heard the military diet was back in fashion. It could be Oh, what's the military diet? The military diet is where you have, I have actually done this one myself 20 20 years ago. Okay. um, Where you eat boiled eggs. I think you're allowed a steak at dinner. Yeah. And cherry tomatoes. That's it? That's it. Oh, wow. Exactly. So no secret formula, but anything where you are cutting out food groups or dropping calories significantly. And in some situations like juice detoxes, you're just cutting out food altogether. And that could be a period of anything from like three days um, to two weeks or, you know, three weeks. And the aim is obviously to drop as much weight as possible in a period of time. Well, it's interesting that you use the word weight instead of body fat or, yeah, so that's, we'll get into that, I'm sure. All right. Well, is there... um, is there some good examples of things out there, other examples that you can think of? What good ones or? Just like, you know, 
I'm going to say things like keto or the Atkins diet or paleo or yeah, you know, I mean, do they fall into this category as well? Yeah, I mean, they tend to be more long term, but I think the principle here is that people are attracted to um, the promotion of such diets. So they don't particularly care, I don't think, which diet is right or wrong for them. It's a case of the ears prick up when they hear maybe a colleague has lost so much weight or there's an article saying I've lost you know, seven pounds in a week and it's basically how much weight can I lose as quickly as possible that is going to be the seller here as opposed to cutting out carbs or drinking juices, you know? So last episode with Andy, we were talking about like longevity of results and things like that. So again, it comes down to the point that people are so focused on the short-term results yeah. that they're not looking at it from a long-term standpoint no. and what they're going to get from it. And, what's, exactly. and why you're, what you're going to talk about today is, hey, you might get these immediate benefits that you're over the moon with and you've dropped a couple of kg before your holiday, but what is it doing to you longer term? Yeah, and I think this is the, the, the problem is that because these diets... Um, you know, and it could be on social media, it could be magazines, and again, it could be a friend or a family member. When they are, they're, they're exciting, you know? People want to hear the big numbers. People want to know that they can just cut something out and, you know, they're going to be fitting into a dress in two weeks' time. But, like you said, summer is upon us. Then what happens after summer? Basically, someone goes and regains all that weight, probably then some, and then we're kind of on that countdown to Christmas. So people are constantly in that cycle of desperately trying to lose weight in a couple of weeks normally, and then putting it back on, and then the cycle continues. And that goes on for decades and decades and decades. So from my perspective, what I'm seeing with my clients, because my clients are people who, they don't want to diet anymore, but they don't know where else to turn. And they are kind of stuck in that, really not feeling good in themselves. So when you are dieting for a period of years, it's not just about weight. It's about the, the self-esteem. It's about what that does to you when either you can't do the diet, so you don't actually reach your target, or you do get your target and then the weight goes back on. So mentally, that's really tough to deal with yeah. because each time you do that, you're chipping away at your confidence, you're chipping away at your self-esteem, you're putting all your focus on how you look and all the important stuff gets kind of shoved aside. I think it, an, an important point to think about is that like dieting is not fun for anybody. No. Like you could even ask someone who's getting up on stage in a bodybuilding show and they will tell you that dieting is the most miserable part. No. You know, when they're trying to get down to five or 6% or lower, they're miserable. Like yeah. life isn't good at that time. They're not happy. They other things sacrifice as well. So you imagine, you know, you made some points there, you know, about summer and then Christmas time and then New Year's resolutions. So potentially leading up to Christmas, you do an eight week diet where you're, you're miserable yeah. for the eight weeks if you do it properly. And then after for New, for New Year's resolution, you do another eight weeks. Yeah. And then leading up to summer, you go, right, I need to do it again. Yeah. That's six months of your year that you could be unhappy through dieting. When, real, when realistically what, you, what your approach is and what many of our pro approaches is as coaches is trying to get people where they, they, can diet, they can essentially be on their own diet for the, whole, for the rest of their exactly. life. Exactly, and it shouldn't be such a dirty word. I mean, obviously we're talking about crash diets now, but dieting, you know, maintaining a diet should be something that you can adhere to. And let's face it, you know, people are spurred on by the weight loss, but the process that they're doing 
I'm sorry, you, you can't find joy in going out for dinner and thinking, okay, no carbohydrates tonight, or I can't do this. Carbs are the best. Panic it, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you can't um, live with that long term. It's not um, a positive thing that's going to bring to your life. And I think it shouldn't be just about how much weight can I lose. And I think often when people, you know, if it is something that's two to three weeks and they're so focused on this number that panic sets in and they self-sabotage at that point. So it kind of becomes this fuddled mess of like, oh my God, what have I done? And I can't even do this and I'm not going to fit into my dress and everything's a nightmare. So they feel awful, you know, and that's just... Um, builds on that really unhealthy relationship that people have with food. But it's so accepted as the norm to diet that people don't generally think beyond this, yeah. you know? It's so accepted that people go, you know, chat about how much, you know, how much can we lose by this time and people get together and form a WhatsApp, you know, um, chat yeah. about weight loss for summer. And it's, it's really uncomfortable, I think, for me, and because I see the long-term effects of that. Yeah, you, and to be honest, you're in, you're one of those people, and there's not many of you around that actually really care about the longer-term results. Like as coaches, everyone will say, "Yeah, you know, diet you can follow for the rest of your life." But then, as soon as you add in that spin of how many like competitions is there out yeah. there to lose as much weight as you can and win a holiday? Yeah, you know, you're looking at the after effects of those things yeah. because, as much as we like it or not. The one person who wins the holiday and the 10 people that you see in the yeah. testimonial photos aren't the only people that did the challenge. So mm -hmm. how many people, if a thousand people signed up, how many Absolutely. people just wasted, you know, 50 quid yeah. or 60 quid on something cheap yeah. for that? I mean, I, I was that person. So it's, a, you know, it's a personal thing um, for me. And I know that, it, you know, it's just much more than how much weight you can lose in two weeks time. And I think this is the problem that people can't see longer. They can't see past that, you know, bikini or whatever Eight it week, is. 12 week mark. You know, yeah, like I, mean, I, I run a 90 day program and I always say to a lot of people that sign up, hey, after the 90 days, there's a system there, whether it's with or without me, that you should be able to continue to do this forever. Like building yes. habits that are sustainable yeah. for a lifetime. Whereas a lot of programs that you go on to will just be, hey, once you're done, you're done. Like you've reached yeah. a goal, you don't need yeah, me anymore, go and do it yourself kind yeah. of thing. But you like, I've heard you mention to me before about, you know, potentially if you were going to work with someone who was going through like some sort of emotional eating and they had something that was deeper than just kind of like, um, you know, the food and the exercise side of it, there's something deeper. You might need 12 months to work with them. Absolutely. Or you might need two years to work yeah. with them. Yeah. And imagine signing up with someone for two years. Like one, there's obviously some sort of investment in there that people aren't necessarily comfortable doing. But at the same time, like you don't want to necessarily think that it's going to take you yeah. two years. But you know, you're just being honest with people there. Absolutely, and it, firstly, it's not, a, it, it's not as attractive an option for people, of course. you know? I can't say to someone, well, I can actually, you know, I can get you to lose weight as quickly as you want, but it, I wouldn't, you know, it, it's not what I'm about. Yeah. Um, to say to someone like you, you know, you've just mentioned, you're gonna be with me, this could take years. I mean, people are gonna run a mile, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a miserable process. It doesn't have to, it shouldn't be a miserable process. And it's, you know, it, it builds um, all the other things that you need in your life as well, like your self-esteem, your confidence, just getting that back, which has been lost over the years for people just constantly, you know, stuck in this, this way of trying to 
cut weight as quickly as possible. One of, one of the biggest things that I find, and it always makes me super proud when someone's come on to one of my programs in particular and come out the other side, and yes, they might be one of those people that's got these you know, transformational results. And yeah, like it's good to share because it is inspiring. But the other side of it is that I feel so proud when they say, you know, thanks, Joff, you, you've taught me about, nutri- yeah. I understand nutrition yeah. now. So then when, you know, one of them goes to have a coffee with a group of friends and one of them says, oh, I'm starting uh, this diet, you know, they feel like they're in a position yes. to not criticize, but offer good kind of like valuable advice and go, you know, I understand that the ketogenic diet is just lowering how many calories you consume and, you know, yeah, increasing absolutely. your fat and lowering carbs. And that feels good because it feels like you're presenting a message and that people can kind of push on yes i mean just me and you we can't change the whole world's mindset but then at least we can help people that will go and help other people as well absolutely and i think you know once you do get to that stage it is a process i think you've got to be ready for that i think some people will diet you know for the rest of their days and like you said that's you can't change everyone and i think that comes from a lack of belief that they can actually get those long-term results when you felt a certain way about yourself for so long but once you get there and you turn around and realize that you don't want to buy into that stuff anymore that it doesn't appeal that you don't need to go down a route of restricting food I mean for goodness sake this is food that we're talking about and you know this that level of restriction can only ever backfire Um, but I think there's there's something in people you know, particularly if they're trying a different diet, they may, they may see keto and they may think, okay, God, yeah, I've not tried that one. This could be it. There's always going to be something to sucker you in that you've not tried. Yeah. And when you see someone, you know, doing that at work who has got results, you're going to buy into that again. And the problem is, is that how long are those results going to last? Are they going to be sat there in the same place next year with this great progress? I don't know. Very few people are. We're going to get deeper into this. I just wanted to get this one out of the way. Um, why, like, why are crash diets so popular? Like, we've we've kind of nailed the point that the you know quick results. But I wanted to tie in almost like the media side of it as well. Like, what is the media doing, and how are they promoting crash diets and celebrity trainers and all this kind I, of stuff? I mean, where isn't it? It's it's absolutely everywhere. And I think that the health industry has, has taken a turn. And sometimes I think, God, this is just great you know there's more emphasis on realistic health and then on the flip side you have people constantly on instagram or wherever you follow who are not qualified in any shape or form to talk to you about food who are i mean the you know beyonce kardashians you can go anywhere and someone is promoting a um a method that is extremely unhealthy and what people aren't seeing is all the stuff behind the scenes and there's a lot of people I, I don't follow these people anymore I've, I've totally you know yeah. changed who I follow but fitness professionals as well who may promote keto diets um, to people who don't understand the implications and this is what really bugs me about this stuff is that if you're a very rational eater, you may do well. There's always going to be someone that does well on a certain protocol. But for some people, that can be a massive trigger. And that could be something as simple as, you know, someone doing intermittent fasting. And they're just a person that does well on that because they're not naturally hungry in the morning. But for someone, that can be that restriction creates a trigger for them. And because they can't do it like their friend does it, they feel worse about themselves. 
Yeah. Um, and that's just me sidetracking. No, definitely. Bit. But this is um, this is why I love talking to you because you know, like me and Andy were talking last week, and we're not condoning or saying anything is better than the other. But like we were talking about intermittent fasting. But you're right. Like you're looking deeper than that. We're looking at strictly from like a, a fat loss, weight loss, yeah. lifestyle yeah. point of view. But you go deep in that. You go, well, what if someone starts doing intermittent mm-hmm. fasting and then after four weeks, it completely sabotages yeah. where they're at and then they have built up this, you know, yeah. block of food or, you know? Absolutely. And it is it is not a one size fits all. And this is why when I see, and back to your original question, when what we're seeing around is, People, I see it on Facebook, I see it wherever where someone's going, I need to lose weight for some months. And there's, oh my God, you need to do this, you need to try this, you need to try this. You know, and these su- suggestions come in and... They're like blanket suggestions, absolutely. aren't they? Absolutely. And people want to believe. They are desperate to believe that there is something there. You know, you may hear people go, you know, lemon juice mixed with ginger, a pint of that in the morning, and I've lost, you know, whatever, half a stone in a week. Well, okay, I'm going to dispute that, but the other person wants to believe, yeah, of course, but come on, we know that, we just know, there's no... If, like, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably yes. is. If like, we that thought lemon juice was the key to fat loss... It... Here's a little secret. I'm a, I'm, actually, I'm not embarrassed about it. One of my favourite programmes to watch oh God, when what? I've got a bit of time is, have you ever heard of the programme Catfish on MTV? Yeah, I love that. People can fool other people into thinking they're real yeah. people and they fall in love with them. The other side of the world, or it's mainly in America, um, they fall in love with them and then they go and find out who it is and it's the opposite gender and it's someone who's not been outside for years. Like People can fool people in that regard. How easy is it to fool people in the, the diet and fitness world? Absolutely. And like, another thing that is important to consider is that people are judging people's knowledge by the number of followers they have. So I've seen this on Instagram so many times where people are promoting a certain thing. There's no scientific evidence to support whatever the thing is. And that person may have one million followers. So obviously that spreads like wildfire. And, you know, people are picking up on it. Like, yeah, maybe we've discovered. Just one photoshopped or not even one one well taken picture can sell the program. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Okay. What was my next question? I was going to talk about, before we go in and kind of, like, we're not demonizing crash diets, but we're just trying to open people's minds a little bit and maybe just cement what they already know. Um, but are there any benefits to crash dieting? <laughs> no, I know question. you're the wrong, I know you're the wrong person because you look deeper than that, but I don't know. You know what I mean by that. Uh... Okay, let me word it another way. Could someone lose 2kg in a week or two yes. weeks they yeah. could okay yeah. so that's possible absolutely like you can you can get weight loss are we talking water weight or are we talking yeah well that's what that's kind of what i was yeah. nudging you towards yeah it's probably not going to be fat loss if it's over no. you know a week or the the key to this is just starting something that you can sustain if you're going to turn around and tell me that you are really happy for the rest of your days not eating any form of carbohydrate or you're really happy just eating this food or you know whatever gets you into that deficit for the rest of your days then go with it sustain it but probably lying to themselves as well absolutely you know i so i'm gonna say no well well, that was that was a quick uh quick question let me move on okay um 
it kind of ties into what we talked about a little bit last week in terms of like longevity and you know crash diets why are sustainable results so important for people i want you to go deeper into this like what do you see happening to people i think it's just that mental exhaustion you know people are very good at hiding stuff about not being particularly true to themselves not intentionally i may add and i think people carry a lot of um confidence issues and when we talk when i talk to my clients or when they come to me and i say what do you want and they go i want to lose some weight and then once we start looking into that and just digging a little bit deeper and finding the real driver it isn't about that it's about not being unhappy in the way you look it's about being able to go shopping and not feel horrific or finding clothes and get into a swimming costume and yeah and yeah. not feeling judged when you walk in a room and just being able to go and night out and feel okay in that you know that is what certainly my clients want but we are led to believe that you will get that with weight loss yeah but that doesn't happen so you either when you go down a diet route you either reach that target you feel fantastic for a week People go, oh my God, you look amazing. You've lost so much weight. You get all these compliments flooding in. You put that weight back on and suddenly everyone's silent. You know, that again, like I said before, hits you hard and you internalize that. you know, that. right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you, you do know. And then, you, you know, that mind battle begins and that affects your self-worth enormously. So the, the key or the importance of sustainable um, results is that you don't have to deal with that stuff. You know, and I think as you go along the journey in the correct way, you realize there's so much more to life than just this goal of whatever it may be. You know, and when my clients turn around to me and say, um, in fact, I had someone on my course who posted this today, she, for the first time in her life, she'd gone to, um, what did she say? She'd gone to a wedding. She would, normally would have been sat there on her own thinking about the food and whatever, not being able to talk to anyone. She had the confidence to dance. She had the confidence to not be obsessed with the food. She, was, she felt happy. In that, control, right? It's yeah. about being in control. Yeah, and that is, you know, I mean, what, what price can we put on that? That's, that's what people want. They want to be happy. They want to have confidence. So once you start getting results that are focused more on just dropping the scale weight, you know, it's about your life. It's about finding that confidence. I guess the whole idea of flexible dieting is becoming a little bit more popular there's an important part of it. Go on, what are you going to say? No, I wasn't going to say me. anything. <laughs> the, the important part, I guess, of flexible dieting is still understanding what you're actually putting in your body because you can, I'm sure you've had this before, you know, oh, I'm doing flexible dieting and they're actually consuming too many calories still. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're not seeing the change. Have you kind of gone through that with anybody or? I suppose my, my, my methodology is a little bit different in that I focus more on getting the underlying issues sorted yeah and then you know the irony is that the weight loss the fat loss happens alongside that once you stop to be so consumed with it you know i want people to enjoy foods that they want to eat and when you are able to understand what your mind and body need as opposed to just being controlled by this desire to eat you are naturally able to eat more things you know you can have a bar of chocolate and not feel ridden by guilt so that you then eat more chocolate, you know? Um, so 
for me, it's about building those foundations first and then yeah. the rest will follow. Yeah. And I guess everyone's so individual as well, right? There's so many other factors that can go into someone's life and someone's diet that you need to take into consideration as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, and, and this is the, the problem with dieting is that it just fits everyone in a box, like follow this plan. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like where's the rest of it? Where's the mental side of things? Uh, and it's why I don't agree with meal plans, and a lot of people, I don't know if people ask you for meal plans, but a lot of people ask me, me for meal plans. And I don't want to tell people just to follow this approach for a month that they can probably get from Google anyway with the same food groups as someone else, you know, 20 other people are eating. It's, yeah, come on. Uh, listen, like three or four years ago, you know, people in the position that we're in now were selling meal plans for... 25 quid and they were just giving the same meal plan out to everybody and just making however, however know, much money not they making loads but they were just giving there was nothing yeah. individual about it so i think those days are gone I, I hope they're gone anyway because i definitely supply i don't give an individual meal plan i'll just go here is 50 meal plans i've built and it's mainly so they can understand what the calories and the macros look so if i've said hey this is your calorie breakdown here's an example day i don't say eat this because it might the first meal might have mushrooms and they're like, I don't like mushrooms. Yeah. I'm not going to go And then and... what happens when you go out for dinner? You're totally, you know... Yeah, like you're you just lost, to, aren't how you? to control it. Yeah. So it, I, I suppose it's all about forcing people into a structure. It's, it's a rigid structure. And this is why when people... I've seen so many people start uh, cleanses, so many different cleanses around, where by day three... It's definitely a wimp, like a lady thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> like... By day three, they're invited out for a drink... They either lose all control because, like... It's a melt, yeah. Yeah, like they're starving, they're hungry, they're just, oh, I can't cope with it anymore. Or they don't go out, Yeah, you know? You need to line the stomach before you have some drinks as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely they, they do. probably are. They're so hungry. <laughs> and another thing which you mentioned a second ago, which I'll just um, touch on, is the calorie thing. Is that so many people are just recommending... And so many people believe, actually, they sh if they're looking at calories, they need to be eating 1,200 calories. I mean, where's that number come from? Yeah, that's... You know? It's crazy. Yeah. You could have someone who's six foot and very active. You could have someone that's five foot five and sedentary. You know, everyone has a different um, energy need. That, that number, 1,200, to the point where... I can, someone can come onto my program. They could have paid me money to be on my program. They yeah. know I'm an expert in this. I'll give them their calories and it'll be 1,600 or 1,800 yeah. or 2,000, whatever it is. And they'll still go to 1,200 and think that they're like, I'm impressed that they've had 1,200. I'm like, no, no, I, I've already worked out what you yeah. should be eating, taking into consideration you want to lose fat as well. This is a number. And for some reason, you are right. That number just yeah. comes around, doesn't it? And I or think 800. I've heard 800 as well. Have you really? Like, oh. That's probably from that fasting thing. Yeah. Um, but it shows the, the power of kind of diet, culture, food intake that is ingrained in us. You know, yeah. um, people have, where's that figure come from? It's come from something, hasn't it? Probably years ago. And same with the dieting. You know, this generation may have seen their parents or their mum or step on the scales or go to Weight Watchers or Slimming World. So that is in built in you that you just have to go down that path. And it's very hard for people to accept that maybe there is a different route. Like, what is that route, you know? 
I definitely want to get you on a podcast talking about children's um, perspective yeah, on it that. as well. Mm. I saw that you were posting about that. That'd be an interesting one. Right, without going off topic. Right, last one. I always ask for a tip that someone can implement today, but I'm going to give you a scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, you're going, you're going to meet a group of friends, not you personally, but, you know, you're someone who's on this diet, overeat, repeat cycle. You know, you've been on diets for however long. You're going in for a coffee with your friends in Motor City because we're close by. And one of your friends brings up the latest diet. You know, what advice would you give to someone who's sat there listening to the latest diet, who's someone who's already spent thousands on, you know, PTs and nutritionists and all this kind of stuff, and they're ready to invest in the next diet? Move table. (laughs) So I want diet. Yeah. I would say to someone, you know, I know it's hard, but I would say, think of your past history. Like, be really honest with yourself. Yes, you want to buy into something, but how many times have you been down this path? In our logical, rational brain, we know, we know, you know, this is a short-term fix. Yeah. And how this may affect you, whether you don't hit your goal or whether you do hit your goal, what's going to happen, you know, two months down the line. And I would also, which I think is really important, find out what your real, what do you really want out of this? You know, is it weight loss because you have that ingrained in you that you think that's going to make you happy? Or is it a deeper driver? And if it's a deeper driver where it is a confident self-esteem, you know, any number of things, then you can find a different path to get all of that. But there comes a point where it's got to stop. Yeah, definitely. You and uh, Charlotte had on a couple of weeks ago definitely need to connect as well. I think you guys share a very, very similar and good message that you should be getting out there. So That's good. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll leave it there. Georgie, just remind us where we can find you again. I am at the Inside Works Facebook. Yeah. And at the Inside Works on Instagram. Very straightforward. Perfect. Go and give her a follow. Um, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from you again very soon. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye.